I'm Kelsey. And I'm Kim. Welcome to Season 3, Episode 10 of the Massive Fans Book Club Podcast. Today, we're doing Chapters 35-38 through 38 of A Court of Wings and Ruin by Sarah J. Mass. And yo, this week the plot starts to take off. It really does. But, real quick, you know the drill before okay, we fine. get started. This podcast isn't for little years, and as always, it's so not, and as always... We still encourage you to reach out, share your thoughts, songs, videos, and more with us on any and all of our platforms. As always, we will share our socials at the end of the show and in our show notes. Side note, we are only two weeks, two weeks, count them, two yeah. weeks <laughs> away. So excited. I know. Two weeks away from an episode that we are super, super, super excited about. We have a special guest that you may know from TikTok joining us. You may know her as at Jude.Greenbrier or at BookNerd on TikTok. Yes, and we are definitely looking forward to that. But So looking week, forward to it. But we gotta like, hang on, because this week we have the Battle in Adriata. Hey, Kelsey, you want to pick up where we left off last week? Mm-hmm. So you may remember that uh, Amarin came in and was like, fuck, we got a problem. <laughs> Just a small one. Uh, yeah. And I mean, I'm kind of shocked because, like, it's Amor, and I feel like I could definitely see her being like, fuck, we've got a problem. <laughs> so the fact that those aren't the words out of her mouth is kind of amazing to me. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, uh, Amor's busted through a door. Fuck, we have a problem. And basically, we have this moment where everybody's like, wait a minute. Wait, what? So, as you recall, the problem is that, like, Adriata is under attack by Hybern's peeps, right? And I guess for some reason, the first thing that comes to Favor's mind is she's like, oh no, Azriel's gonna blame himself. Again, we've already established that Azriel's, like, really not that great at his job, so, like, I, that's not gonna be my first thought. But you know what? I guess I get it. <laughs> to have people underestimate her. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh Yeah. I mean, I have a lot of theories why Moore does what she does, but we'll get into those later in the book. <laughs> yeah, and that's fine. I'm just, I think part of it, at least, is it makes people underestimate right. her. It really does. Yeah. So, Moore winnows, I don't really know. I've never, really, I still don't wrap my head around, like, the winnowing thing. I, like, I, sometimes I feel like different people can winnow than others. For some reason, more winnows this them, them this time, but we know that Favor can winnow, so I, I don't know why this matters. But anyway, more winnows. Them in. I guess because more maybe better understands like where exactly to winnow them in. I, I don't know. But anyway, more winnows them in to the top of like a hill that like Above is at, like the city? crescent base of like Adriata, so that basically they can like see what's like the situation down below. And basically, Farah <laughs> admits, like, um, yeah, I definitely, like, way underestimated this situation in my head. <laughs> like, the number of people on both sides and, like, the sheer, like, insanity. Like, I had no idea. Like, <laughs> Farah is sitting here, like, really envisioning, like, showing up to, like, pre like uh like what do you want to call this like pre like revolutionary war era like we stand in lines and like we have very mm-hmm. clear uniforms <laughs> like mm-hmm. they were really was not prepared for like 
the hand-to-hand combat she's like seeing where it's just like well this is a nightmare this is a mess um the actual words at one point are uh the hybrid army had rained hell upon the city and i think that's a pretty uh crazy description that i think paints a pretty good picture so essentially, so the Illyrians have been flown in for the most part. And so like, they're kind of trying to push back, but it's kind of a shit show. And as Feyre puts it, there's just so many, like Reese had winnowed them all in, all of them. And she's like, that can't be good. Like that's got to be a battery drainer. <laughs> like this, not a good time. Like this cannot be a, a, a well thought out plan, which I mean, I sort of thought when we're standing there in the uh, house being like, okay, so we're just going to bring in all of the Illyrians ourselves. Okay, good luck with that. So it says, Moore's throat, bro- throat. Moore's throat bobbed. No one else has come. No other courts. Mm-hmm. And Feyre notes in her head, no sign of Tamlin in the spring court on Highburn's side either. So I mean, we got one good thing going for us. We are literally Absolutely. like just Highburn. We are fighting just Highburn, which I mean, is still a shit show, but it's, you know, it could be worse. And Feyre is kind of noting mentally and to more like, I think we have a problem. Like I am getting the sense from Reese that he is pretty much like battery out at this point. And it's like, well, what are we going to do about that? Well, nothing. I'm just telling you. And then Feyre does the thing she always does, which is like, I'm in a crisis. I should definitely be doing something, but instead I'm going to have like an inner monologue about something else. <laughs> well, but doesn't she also question if it's Feybane? She does, but, like, basically we just get the answer from Moore, which is, like, duh, because we know Highburn has it, so, yes. <laughs> like, yeah, of course it's I gonna mean, be. The fact that it, you know, if it is yeah, Fabian, the, the fact problem, that... The problem is we don't actually understand how it's being dispersed. True. Like, the Very question, true. and I guess that's why, like, I didn't really note it as important, because... Like, Fair is just like, so do we think it's, like, Reese is definitely, like, exhausted. Like, he's definitely, like, power down, like, running out of battery life here. So, like, do we think it's Fabane? And Moore's just like, yeah, I mean, I'm going to be stupid not to use it. Use it how? Right. Like, I don't, like, is it floating in the air? Like, the last I knew, like, the last time I, we saw this was, like, it had to be actually, like, on arrow tips or, like, mixed into your food. So. Or um, a powder they can blow in your face. I yeah, but like I don't I don't know. I just don't really understand the logistics of how it's being used. So I guess that's why I was just like, mm-hmm, sure. <laughs> oh. I just thought I I I, I No, that I'm makes like, sense. I, I didn't forget that, right? Like she does yeah. ask, is it baby? She does, okay. yeah. And then Moore's just like, Yep. And then Feyre goes into La La Land like she do because she starts to think about Alice and she's thinking about like how when Alice had left for the, left the spring court, she knows she had come to Adriata. And so she's like, oh my God, like she came back to this. Like, I really hope she's not here right now. And Absolutely. so, yeah. So like, she just is like, well, shit. Like she thought she was doing a good thing. Like the spring court basically had turned into a nightmare. It fell apart. Like after what I did, she came here. So I think there's like a little sense of guilt there. Absolutely. So more informs Farah that their, like their job, their assignment is to head for the palace. And so they do. And exactly what Moore says is we stick close you don't get out of my sight. 
we don't go down a hall or stairwell without assessing first. And this is the moment when I think I texted you and was like, I just realized that in my head, if Moore wasn't blonde, she would definitely be played by Gal Gadot. Absolutely. (laughs) Because if there was ever a female to be like, hey, hey, you, you, look at me, look at me. No, why are you looking at him? Look at me. Email to use that quote from TikTok. It would be Gal Gadot. Why are you looking at him? Look at me. Because <laughs> yep. I feel like yep. if anybody was ever like, "Girl, you stick close. You stick by me. You don't get out of my sight. I'm in front of you. I'll make the decisions. You listen to me." The only person that I can think of that I'd be like, mm-hmm. "Yes, ma'am." Anything you say is Gal Gadot. <laughs> we don't really have like the schematic of the building, but I'm thinking about like the very little I know about like you know when we talk like schools and like lockdown situations or like anything you've ever been taught about like your you know (laughs) hide under your cube you know nonsense i feel like like part of me is like well i don't really know what the they wanted the high fate to do because at the end of the day like the president or anything else like they're going to barricade in the decision makers away for like in any way they can they're not going to be like oh let's keep the door open i mean it's the whole thing like unfortunately in like u.s classrooms where they teach the teacher like you don't open the door i don't care who's in the hallway as soon as we call the code you lock that door and it sucks for the kids out in the hallway it sucks for the kids in the bathroom but your responsibility is the kids in your room and so, like, I guess for me, I was like, when Favor's like, oh, my God, like, they didn't let them in. To me, like, living the life we live where that is what we are trained to do from a very young age, like, with school, it's just not surprising to me. No, I just think that in this case, remember, this goes back and highlights the the thing that the Turquin had brought up about kind of removing the classes you know Mm -hmm. i will say i think it's supposed to be a callback to that i just like like i said like giving like the lens of like living my everyday life i'm like "Mm -hmm, right no i agree (laughs) i just like how how more very quickly susses out exactly where where highburn is for them to go like it, it it's just kind of yeah, and I think she did, like, an, like I think, and I, I guess that goes back to, like, I guess that's why Moore is in charge of the wind and wink here, because she knows where they're going. <laughs> I was like, all right, you go, Morgan. Right? And, uh, but anyway, that's basically the end of my chapter, because it just says, you know, there's more, more of them are coming, and the answer is, like, how many? A ship's worth. So a lot of people. Yeah. A lot. A lot. So chapter 36 so more yeah really uh more more has told fair exactly where they need to go to to fight highburn there's a ship's worth of them three floors below so they go down and i i find it interesting because fair literally opens this chapter saying the first and second kills were the hardest i didn't waste physical strength on the cluster of five highburn soldiers Hyphae, not adder-like, underlings, forcing their way into a barricaded room full of terrified servants. No, even as my body hesitated at the kills, my magic did not. And I find it interesting because it's almost like she flipped a switch somewhere. Yeah, I highlighted the same thing and thought the same thing. Like, oh, okay. She must have highlighted. And and I think I think some of that goes back to the training she had from Cassian. Oh, yeah, for sure. So I, I just found it very interesting. Um, and then she talks about the next two 
soldiers and i like how she she does this whole bit um you know she she uses her magic to do it and then she's like yeah more just more just killed the soldier nearest her with good old-fashioned beheading <laughs> i know magic. more beheaded the guy <laughs> i know well i mean you and i talk about that all the time where it's like kind of awkward because i feel like we do this thing where like sometimes it's like we forget we have magic but favor's like oh i didn't forget I mean, more might have, but who cares? I didn't forget. <laughs> In some ways, her magic is faster. Yeah, so, exactly. She's like, on the other hand, Moore's getting out some frustration. Good for her. <laughs> absolutely. So they're doing it. And, you know, apparently the last soldier left did his thing. And, and he stopped realizing that his four companions were all dead. And um, he he's finally like, fine, then do it, you know. And he he gets ready to go after them. And as he goes, more I like how she says, Moore's blade flashed, but I struck first. An asp of pure water striking his face and stunning him, then shoving down his open mouth, his throat up his nose, send, sealing off any air. He slumped to the ground, clawing at his neck as if he'd free a passage for the water now drowning him. We left him without looking back. The grunting of his choking soon turning to silence. Moore slid me a sidelong glance. Remind me not to get on your bad side. Okay, not to make too many Lord of the Rings references all at the same time, but this really reminded me of like Legolas and Gimli when they're like counting how many orcs they've killed. <laughs> Very much read to me like, I'm on number seven! <laughs> It does, and I read it because I just I think it's or like when they you know, took she... down the whole like elephant type animal thing, and he took down like yes. all of them, and that still only counts as one. <laughs> it does, and I I had to read it though because it's the way she talks about it. like she literally she this is a reference again to her water magic, like you know when they attacked Valaris, she used oh yeah she used the water to make wolves, and all this time she uses a the water to make a an asp. And to mm-hmm. kill, you know, kill them with this asp. But, you know, I, I just, it's this whole thing that she kills this guy using magic straight up. And then Moore tries to lighten the mood a little and says, you know, right. remind me not to get on your bad side. But I thought, it, I, I just thought it was kind of. It is. I, yeah. It, I mean, even Feyre acknowledges she appreciates the attempt at humor. However, it's probably not the best time for it. <laughs> right, right. Which is hilarious because, like, I feel like Favor is usually, like, the last person to have common sense in a situation like that. <laughs> so, so I was true. like, wow. Okay. Okay. Like, so shit must true. be really dire for Favor to be like, mm, not the time more. <laughs> like, <laughs> which, yeah, like, we have a whole conversation about that later. We got, we got some bullshit coming up. Or we yeah, gotta we be do. like, is this really the place? But anyway, carry on. So true. And of course, the next group they find are are literally attacking lower Fay or lesser Fay in the dormitory. So some of the servants in the dormitory, and they, you know, they 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 went out of their way. They killed most of them. And but I like how she goes, eh. We left two of them alive, hurt and disarmed, but alive for the surviving fairies to kill. <laughs> right, right. Okay. Like we, we, it's like, we've made this an easy target. Take your anger out now on these two. <laughs> you guys have fun. We're going to go kill some more. Okay. Bye-bye. <laughs> it was just like, okay. So they keep, you know, they keep going and 
they get to the point and and they realize that now they're at the 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 bulk of the area where the heaviest fighting is where the the summer court soldiers are fighting the bulk of of highburn soldiers Feyre and more very quickly assess the situation and instead of instead of kind of like you know making it i guess weird and awkward like at first they they startled the um the hybern soldiers and the hybern soldiers were all like wait who are or i mean not hybern but the summer court soldiers and they were like wait who and then they realized that no they're they're prithian soldiers that it's night court and i love it because more's like don't be afraid and as soon as more says that to to tarquin soldiers more uh Feyre stretches out her hand darkness falls and more and Feyre using their magic night vision literally basically they well they kill all of highburn soldiers left and missing all of the summer court soldiers and they do it quite literally in the matter of a minute which is like insane <laughs> It is. And then at the very end of it, it's, you know, Favor just turns around, looks at more and goes, all right, where else? And we get a snowflake. I know. I feel like, I feel like if, if, if more is basically like the Wonder Woman Gal Gadot of the situation where she's like, been here, done this, I'm on it. Like Feyre has come in and she's just like, I don't know. I'm trying to think of like some like equivalent Marvel character. And I really can't. Scarlet Witch, maybe. I, I guess that's a good one. I feel like Feyre has come in and Scarlet Witched the situation because she's like using her magic and she's like, okay, I'm on this shit. And I feel like Wonder Woman's a little like, I was not prepared for you to be so good at this or to kind of enjoy it. <laughs> and I'm like, you go girls. And, you know, the passage of time is being noted. And then Feyre says this, she goes, I stopped being able to fill a great many things as we killed and killed, sometimes engaging in outright combat, sometimes with magic, sometimes earning our own bruises and small wounds. So I, I think it's interesting because it's like she kind of got to a point where she hit a mental rhythm and she just kind of kept going and going and going. Right. And they, you know, she and she and more had it figured out. They had a rhythm and they, they were doing more than their fair share of damage. And they're high enough up on the hills of the streets of the city where they can now see down into the bay and see the two armadas and see what's going on in the water. And, you know, they can see, as she says, you know, the, we, we could see the Illyrian lines battering Highburn fleet from above while Tarquin's armada pushed from behind. And slowly they purged the streets of Highburn soldiers. I can't help it. The and, only thing I can think of is, is like this meme thing. It's not even like really a meme, but it was like a picture I saw today that was like, have you ever noticed that people are always like, yeah, yeah, like to kill a vampire, you got to stab him in a heart with steak, like with a steak, you know, like a wooden steak. And it's like, yeah, but like if you stab a human in the heart with a wooden steak, they will also die, which means like 100% of things will die if you stab it in the heart with a wooden steak. Yeah. <laughs> That's all I can think of, like her walking around making sure they're like truly dead. Like, I don't know what she's doing, stabbing them all in the heart with wooden stakes. Like, I don't know what you're, I'm not sure how she's going about that, but 
It's probably good she's doing it. She doesn't really say. I mean, she really doesn't say. She just, she says that she's making sure they're dead. But Feyre, at this point, after they're done, you know, she's watching more finish killing off all of Highburn. I'm going to go, like, my image would be that she's decapitating them, because really and truly, let's make sure they're truly dead. They can't come back. I mean, yeah. And you take the head off the body. I'm thinking they're going to be dead. They're not coming back. Seems like a good choice. So that's kind of how I see it in my head. She's decapitating them all. And for anybody who's read the Throne of Glass series, you know how important the decapitation part is. Anyway. (laughs) That's a whole nother story. (laughs) Literally. Anyway, so, but Feyre has suddenly realized that she is desperately in need of water. One, she's thirsty, but two, she's got to get all the blood from these soldiers out of her mouth. Because, you know, she's killing them. It is splattered up her nose and in her mouth and in her eyes. And at this point, she just kind of wants to clean out the taste of blood from her mouth. Which Which is appreciate that. That is totally fair. I can appreciate that. And Feyre does notice that... Nobody looks like Alice. She hasn't seen Alice or anyone that looks like Alice. So she's kind of grateful for that. And, you know, some of the high, high fame fairies that lived on that street that, that are members of the summer court and lived in Adriata are finally starting to perk their heads out to be like, oh my God, is it safe? So, yay. <laughs> yay for yeah, a moment clearly, of calmness and normalcy. Yeah, clearly we're getting somewhere. Yes. And as Moore starts to walk back up the street towards Feyre, Feyre decides this is the time to check in on Reese. She hasn't heard from him in a while, so she thought maybe I should just make sure he's okay. And she goes down and she reaches out to the bond and as she says, wind and darkness answered me. There is nothing there. Like He is totally like locked himself up. <laughs> Lock the world out. Nobody can come near. I always picture, I don't know like how you picture the bond, but I always picture when she's like, yeah, we're like talking down the bond or whatever. I, pic- I picture it like a hallway and like sometimes the hallway's got lights and two doors on each end are open. Sometimes one door's closed. Sometimes the lights are off. Sometimes the lights are flashing. Like I feel like in this situation, she's like yelling down a dark hallway and she's like, hello. And it's like, it's like reverberating off the walls. And it's just like, hello out there, anybody home? And all you hear is like a wind whistling and you're like, well, shit, nobody home. <laughs> like, <laughs> I either see that or I see like the, you know, in um, Lord of the Rings, the, the, the rock bridge when Gandalf with the, with the demon I do. I do know. Yes, I do. Yeah. I can see like a bridge like that too. Sometimes that's what I see. So it goes back and forth between like this weird hallway, like a dark dungeon-y type hallway to this like barren rock bridge in the middle of a cavern. I, I basically picture a hallway and it's like the connection is questionable. Like sometimes it's like nice and homey and warm and they are just like saying shit back and forth down it. And sometimes you're like barely able to hear the other person because we're using a tin can with string. <laughs> like, yes. <laughs> yes. 
It just depends on the scenario, like how good the connection is. Absolutely. No, I agree. And it's just, it's weird. Cause like, are I said, we this working one... with full 5g? Are we working with that 3g <laughs> that's going to go away in like, I don't know, March or some shit. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Much. Yeah. I'm with you. Wi-Fi not and... connecting. Like, <laughs> the difference between high speed internet and dial up. <laughs> Basically. And in this situation, we're working with dial up. She's like, Reese. She's working with dial up. That's <laughs> anyway. a good analogy. <laughs> anyway, carry on. Now that I've made my dial up noise for the day. <laughs> so Reese finally answers <laughs> he finally picks up the line and he uh he he lets her in he cracks open his mental shield just enough for her to slide in and then he slams it shut again but she's literally looking through his eyes and as she says she goes looking through his eyes as i once had that day under the mountain i felt the heat of the sun and the sweat and the blood sliding down his face and she's talking about everything and she can, as she says, she can feel the exhaustion that ripping at him and how tired he is. Right. And then she talks about, he is, remember, she's seen everything from his eyes now. He has landed on top of a Highburn warship and she, she felt the warship literally shudder beneath them um, as he lands. And I like how she says the six soldiers died instantly, their armor and bodies turning into red and silver mist. I'm just... So he misted them. He landed and misted them in the process. I'm like, damn. Yeah, I mean, I just feel like it's kind of amazing to me that she's like, oh my god, I can feel that he's so exhausted. And he's like, oh yeah, I'm exhausted, but I can still mist people. (laughs) Like, uh, when I'm exhausted, we're lucky if I can string a couple of words into sentences. When he's exhausted, he can still make people into smoothies. (laughs) Into mist of the air around you. Yeah, I mean, it's Right, he can still turn them into, like, you know, your diffuser air. Like, jeez. It's crazy, but I love it. So, you know, suddenly all the other soldiers on this ship realize... Who's standing on top of the, you know, who, who just landed and who's there and oh God. And so he, he was, he was like, all right, this ship is going to be splinter soon anyway, once I'm done doing what I got to do. And he acknowledges that he chased uh, some power. He attracted this power um, there. He, he says that where power should have been thrumming from him, obliterating them, it was a muffled rumble, stifled. He had tracked it here, that strange damper on his power, on the siphon's power. So, ironically, it's not just him being affected, it's it's the siphons on the Illyrians. And I find it interesting, though, because apparently Feyre and Moore are just fine. So, Thank and I was going to say, I, I'm still really fuzzy and confused on the details, because, like, we assumed it was, I guess this is why I didn't highlight it either. Because, like, we assumed it was Fabane, but now we're being told it's, like, probs not. It's something else that is somehow, like, sucking up, like you said, like, siphon well, power. Which also doesn't I make wonder, a lot of sense, because we don't discuss at length, like, 
we understand like Cassian's siphon situation and Asriel's siphon situation. We don't really understand. We know that we know in theory that other Illyrians have like one or two, but we don't know like like what about Reese? Like we actually have no idea what he wears, which is why I don't really understand how this has anything to do with him. Reese can't wear Reese can't wear siphons. He becomes well, then what's this? Then how come this has anything to do with him? I think he's acknowledging it because it's affecting the Illyrian legions. That are there. Yeah, but then what's so, so? I guess that's what I'm saying. So do we got like two things going on. So like, is he being affected by Fabane then, and the others are being affected? Well, by we this don't stuff? know. He is acknowledging. <laughs> but, so all he did is he acknowledged that there's some strange power that is dampened right. not only his power. Sure. It's it's affected everybody he's come into contact with right. from Prithian fighting against Tyburn. Right. And it once he brought the Illyrians in, it affected them as well. So I, I don't know what that that entails or what that means. You know? Yeah, I just, just yeah, I guess I just realized that I was like I don't understand. Yeah, you know, he I mean he does he does acknowledge there's something there, and I think sure. I guess not- I just felt like I never figured out definitively what it is, and I guess there is. I guess there isn't a definitive answer. I just I thought I missed it, but I guess there is one. <laughs> well, no, we we do find out in just a little bit what it well, is. Well, yeah, but, but I mean like it, up to this point. Up to this point, no, we didn't know. But I think it's affecting the Illyrians because Reese winnowed them in and Highburn latched sure. on to that. Right? Yeah, and that makes but, sense, yeah. But he didn't latch on to more, so he doesn't know to latch on to more and Feyre. Right, right, because why would he really even realize they were there? Yeah, that makes exactly. sense. So I think that's why more and Feyre's magic is not affected or bothered or anything. I do. I think that's what it is, but I could be wrong. That's my that's my guess, my educated guess, after all the millions of times I've read this. Um, but anyway, so as as Reese says, you know, he where power should have been inside him is missing, and and so he tracked down the strange damper that's on his power. It's it's dampening down the siphon's power, and then he says, as if some sort of spell had turned his power oily in his grip and harder to wield. It was why the battle had gone on so long. The clean, precise blow he'd intended to land upon arriving, the single shot that would have saved so many lives, it had slipped from his grasp. So he'd hunted it down, that damper. Battled his way across Adriata to get to this ship, and now, the exhaustion starting to rip at him, the armed soldiers around Reese parted, and he appeared. And Feyre is acknowledging she's seeing this from his eyes. There's nothing she can do. Right. She watches the King of Highburn step forward. Dun, dun, dun. And it's the end of the chapter. <laughs> so, chapter 37. Because, because we, we just be putting chapter numbers wherever we want. Exactly. So, Fair is in Reese's mind. Reese is on a ship. And the King of Highburn just showed up. What the fuck? <laughs> Let's be real blunt. What, what the, fuck? the fuck indeed? <laughs> And so Farah's like, best thing I can do is sit here and be quiet and not try to disrupt Reese, which I respect because, you know, let's face it, at least she's finally learning to shut the fuck up and try and let him do his job. And Reese is going to provoke the king. He and the king have quite the little provocation here. And Reese is like, oh, glad to see you're still not fighting your own battles. And of course, the king's response is, I was waiting for a more interesting quarry to find me. I eat Reese or Tarquin. Which, like, do we even think he means Tarquin at all? 
I don't know. I mean, he did attack Adriana. Which is a fair point. You do gotta wonder what Highburn's master plan was here. Like, do mm-hmm. you think... Like, what was the ultimate goal? Because I feel like his ultimate goal is Reese. So, you gotta wonder what Highburn's master plan was here. Because I feel like he... Like, I don't know if his goal in attacking Adriana was like... Well, I, I don't think his, his ultimate goal was necessarily Tarquin. But, let's face it. The fewer high lords he has to go through. True. And I guess Tarquin's probably considered the easy target since we've joked that he's like the baby. Like he's the baby high lord. So, and I don't know if he knew if any of the other high lords would try to come to his, his, his rescue or not. You know what I mean? Sure. Sure. So the fact that he got his ultimate goal of getting Reese, I mean, hell, that's like, you know, bonus time. So Reese didn't dare look away. As his magic unfurled, sniffing out every angle to kill the king. A trap. It had been a trap to discover which High Lord hunts down the source of that damper first. So, you know, at this point he knew he had two High Lords there. He just didn't know which one of them was going to get right, to him first. Right, right. And I guess any High Lord is better than no High Lord. And and Reese did know that one of them, if not the king, then one of his senior cronies was going to be on that boat waiting because that's where he traced all the power to. And so he'd known and come and not asked anyone to help. And this is Feyre's acknowledgement of he'd known and come. Known and not asked us to help him. Yeah, so she's getting is, a little fired up. Yeah, you know, because Reese did his whole, I'm going to go be the savior and race in and, and do his thing without getting anyone. And so she and Reese end up having this whole conversation down the bond. And I'm not going to read it, but it's, you know, different strategies and things you're going to do and and right, Reese does acknowledge right. that if he's smart he'd say he he would keep the guy alive and take him to Azrael and have Azrael break him but at this point he just wants the fucker dead <laughs> he's not going to be that Which smart fair fair yeah totally fair um he does acknowledge that the king has not been fighting so therefore he has not depleted any of his reserves of power however Reese Reese is a little tired. No. So, Favor's kind of like, please let us, let somebody come help you. Me, Cassian, more, somebody, let somebody come help you. And he's like, no. And so he finally does launch out to, to the king and he goes, seems like the tide is turning, Reese observed, as the armada around them indeed pushed Hyburn's forces out to sea. He had not seen Tarquin or Varian and Cressida, but the summer court still fought still pushed Tyburn back, back, back from the harbor. Time. Reese needed time. So Reese keeps lunging and trying to find out where it is and, and where the king is so he can he can just end this shit. And the, the king calls him out and he's like, you know, here you are groping and pointing at me like a green youth. And Reese is taunting him back. And he basically goes after Reese and throws Amarantha in his face. And of course, this starts to set Feyre off. And Feyre's like, kill him, kill him, kill him, kill him. And I'm like, okay, you kill him. Um, It, it really did kind of set him off. And Feyre then realizes that 
not only is she chanting kill him, but she realizes that, that Reese in his own his own mind, his own, you know, his own sense of self, he's also like fighting the urge, like his instincts are saying the same thing to kill him. And then the King of Highburn decides to open up his big mouth and fire another torpedo here. And he's like, such a remarkable girl, your mate. First Amarantha, then my pet, the Adder. And then she broke past all the wards around my palace to aid your escape. Not to mention, a low laugh, my niece and nephew, Rage. That was Rage starting to blacken in his eyes. She savaged Dagden and Branna. And for what reason? Womp, of course, like, well, ask Tamlin. <laughs> right? And of course, Highburn's like, oh, Talon, he has plans for you after what you and your mate did to him, to his court. What a mess for him to clean up. Though she certainly made it easier for me to plant more of my troops into his lands. And then Farah, after hearing that, is like, oh shit, I did that. And she's starting to beat herself up. Well, like we said, I think, yeah, I think the more that we get into this, the more that she's like, mm. I thought I was doing a good thing setting Tamlin up for failure, but now I'm thinking maybe there were some unintended consequences. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it, it. I'm not going to go through all of this, but it they, they really start going tit for tat. And the king basically tells Reese that the only way, you know, they're going to win it all is Reese is going to have to give everything to beat the king of Highburn. And even then the king is like, I'm still gonna win, and when I'm done, I'm gonna take your mate after I've killed you. And Which yeah, like is such a uh, uncomfortable statement. Yeah, think it the whole thing is really awkward. And they just kinda they, they keep going and Reese is literally trying to stall this guy for time. And then finally the king says, the spell will wear off. Another little trick I picked up while rotting away in Highburn. I don't know what you're talking about, Reese said mildly. And they only smiled at each other. And then Reese asked, why? And I'm going to read this because it's, it's a really, it's kind of, it's why the king is doing what he's doing. And he says, There is room at the table for everyone. You and your ilk claimed, the king snorted, for humans, lesser fairies, for half-breeds. In this new world of yours, there was room at the table for everyone, so long as they thought like you. But the loyalists, how you delighted in shutting us out, looking down your noses at us. He gestured to the soldiers monitoring them, the battle in the bay. You want to know why? because we suffered when you stifled us when you shut us out i have no interest in spending another five centuries seeing my people bow before human pigs seeing them cloud a living while you shield and coddle those mortals granting them our resources and wealth in exchange for nothing so we shall reclaim what is ours what was always ours and will always be ours. And Reese offers him a sly grin and says, you can only try. And so then Reese sends this 
Yeah. Spear of power towards him to try to kill him. And he realizes that the king isn't there. It's an illusion. Which is so annoying. Oh, yeah. And he goes, did you think I'd appear at this battle myself? A taste. This battle is only a taste for you to whet your appetite. And then he's gone. He just disappears. And the magic that had been leaking onto the boat, that had been dampening Mm -hmm. siphons and dampening Reese's power and Tarquin's and everybody's power is suddenly gone. And I love how it says, Reese allowed the hybrid soldiers aboard the ship the honor of at least lifting their blades. And then he mists them. <laughs> I love it. He just kind of yeah. goes poof. He makes them all go poof into to aromatics in the air. And then yeah. the chapter ends. Yeah. Sounds messy to me. Yeah. It's, it's pretty crazy how that worked. Sounds messy to me. So, yeah. Chapter 38. So, it starts out with more shaking. <laughs> Give me a second. Let me get her to finish eating so I can hand her off, if you don't mind. Chapter 38 is all you, friend. Yeah. So, chapter 38 starts out with Feyre basically snapping back to it because Moore is shaking her. It's like, hello? Hello? (laughs) And Feyre, like, notes that all that Reese said before basically kicking her out was, you were here too long. Which I find, like, really fascinating. Like, is he yeah. saying she was here too long because she doesn't like that he saw, like, or, like, she saw what he did? Or, like, is there an actual, like, inherent danger to being, like, stuck in somebody else's consciousness too long? Like, could she be stuck there forever? Is that a thing? I don't know how this magic works. Well, part of it's also that she's fighting with more in a battle and she's not around. Right. And I, I'm willing to bet you more sent him a message like, hello, what's going on? True, true. But anyway, so yeah, Moore is like, you know, shaking her space cadet friend over here. And finally she like comes to and Moore just says this way. And Moore like loops her arm around like Favor's waist and like helps her kind of like get out of, you know, like harm's way more or less. And Feyre, well pukes because that's what favorite does <laughs> and she hasn't done it in know. a while i don't know i'd probably be puking too i'm not gonna lie i mean possibly but anyway i just thought it was interesting because for anybody who would like take a puke counts like we were like really up there back in Akamath. so yeah <laughs> anyway now we're we're puking again and favorite said or uh more says you know it's okay like i did that after my first battle we all did like we've been here done that we get it and favorite's like nah bro like it's not what you think it is the king was here and Moore's like, wait, what? And so Feyre like briefly fills her in and kind of says like, no wonder Reese like hadn't been able to attack him. Like the king wasn't even actually here. Like it's like basically Feyre's just like, I can't believe I just watched all of that go down, <laughs> right? She's like, I can't believe it. And like, she's trying to process it like as she's explaining it to Moore. And then finally Moore's just like, I got nothing. So she just like squeezes Favor's shoulder, kind of like, and I'm here for you, but like, we should find the others and figure out like what to do next. And Favor says like, she couldn't even like bring herself to like say anything down the bond. She, she didn't know where Reese was. She didn't know what to say. She didn't know what she'd see if she tried to go back. 
and and she's feeling very like you know vomity so she doesn't really want him to see her in that state because then he'll worry about her so it's all just very emotional for like lack of a better way to put it yeah no i agree and basically i think this is like i think i think this paragraph sums it up so i'm just gonna read it because like fair is like you know having feelings and she says it wasn't only the cost of life that ripped and devastated and sundered. It was the altering of a soul with it. The realization that I could perhaps go back home to Valaris, perhaps see peace achieved and cities rebuilt. But this battle, this war, I would be the thing that forever changed. And so, like, mm-hmm. it's just interesting because I don't know. Like, I just find it interesting because, like, I think that's, like, really a, in, like, a nice, like, clear like concise way to like wrap up like what she's feeling and like put a bow on it you know Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but i also feel like it's a weird statement because like out of all like just coming from her it's weird to me a little bit because it's like really because honestly i feel like this would not even like in my if i were you would like not even hold a candle to like you being a human not so long ago and like having to stab a stab some random ass fae because you were still trying to like save tamlin like do we did we do we forget about that like you know what i mean i just feel like she herself has been through so much it's a little shocking to me that this is affecting her in the way that it is. I mean, I guess it's just different because it's like the sheer numbers, but I mean, like she did, like we discussed, like she did go through like that whole battle of Valaris and like attack the Adder. And I don't know. I think in this case though, it's, it's the civilians. It's the, just the number, the mass number, the quantity. I, that's what I was going to say that I guess it's just the sheer numbers and the like, fact that this is just like one battle of many like i guess like when the whole thing in valaris happened you hoped that was the only time like when right, you were right. under the mountain you hoped that was the only time blah 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 but like this is like now nah, bro we gotta do this again tomorrow yeah pretty much and i i also think part of it she's just in shock sure sure also you gotta think that there's like something kind of like probably off-putting and like nauseating about like going down the bond and back (laughs) especially considering everything she saw there yeah so that's rough but she does sum it up and say like i would clean my blades and wash the blood from my skin and i would do it again and again and again and i think that's probably where like the suffering for her comes from is the like i said the Mm -hmm. idea that like She's got to get up and do this again tomorrow, basically. Absolutely. Absolutely. So we get a snowflake. And then they describe that, like, back at the palace, like, the middle middle level is, like, just a flurry of shit going down. Because it's basically, we've got, like, servants running around. They're, like, rushing, like, injured in. And they're trying to treat injured. And you got, I don't know, it's just, you know, a mess. Like, you can imagine, I don't know, I'm trying to think of, like, a good example, but I feel like you see it all the time in, like, war movies, like, you know, I don't know, like, even, like, Lord of the Rings and stuff. I don't know. I just feel, or, uh, I think the example that comes to mind all the time is, like, towards the end of Merlin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they have yeah. a lot of battles where it's just, like, and then you look around and Gaius is up to his elbows and just, like, dude bleeding. And, like, yeah, no. so that's basically what we're dealing with. And Feyre does mention, and I did highlight this, and, like, it's not funny, but it is funny by accident, so I'll explain it. 
um, she says that like the place reeked of death and the screams of the injured. And it's like, okay, I, it's not funny, but it is funny because Kim and I have at length discussed the fact that the Fay knows has to be like, Oh my God, the stench. <laughs> yeah. I think when I read it was, wow, what a poetic way to say what Kim and I have said all along, which is, Oh dear God, this place has to reek. Oh Yeah. Oh, yeah. So I just, like I said, it wasn't funny because she's like, oh, the place like stinks of death. But at the same time, it is funny because Kim and I are like, but your Faye knows everything has to stink. Because <laughs> you're smelling sweat. and Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'll stop there. You're smelling sweat and. Yeah. yeah and the interesting yeah. thing she also did note was like basically there were a bunch of high like like summer court high fae running around like wide-eyed and like lost as fuck but the illyrians even though a lot of them are like really injured like she's looking at them and they are like very like clear-eyed because they they are true like warriors like this is what they do yes they were trained they are trained for battle absolutely right. And so I did think that was interesting. But anyway, Feyre is like walking through all of this craziness and she makes eye contact with one specific warrior and it's Varian. And he had been helping some of the injured and he just stands up from where he was kneeling and he looks to her and she says, where are, and he points her, like he, he basically opens his mouth, he shuts it. And then he just kind of like points, right? And says he's in the oak dining room. And so <laughs> she goes over there. And as she enters, she's like, I thought we were on the same page. I was looking for Reese. And here I am now speaking to Tarquin. <laughs> I like, Ruby on my head. Womp womp. Yeah. And yeah. So Tarquin is apparently in a, what she describes as gore-flecked silver armor, which I think is like a fascinating visual in my mind anyway. And he looks, so he's at a table and he's got like his basically, I don't know, war plans, maps, crap on the table. And he looks up and he looks at Feyre and he looks at more and everybody's just kind of like awkward silence. Oh shit. And, yeah. And Feyre's like about to panic. She's like, oh, fuck a duck. And then Starquin makes it a little worse because he's just like, leave us. And of course his people do because, you know, you're not going to fuck with Farquin, Tarquin right now. <laughs> yeah, no. Fuck with Farquin who came out and that's okay. Anyway, you know what I meant. <laughs> And so, you know, close the doors and now uh, more awkward silence until he says, I heard you two cleared the palace and helped clear the island. And more actually speaks up and says, like, you know, your soldiers fought bravely beside us, which I think is like an interesting statement because kind of like earlier when I said like Nesta, what Nesta was saying could be taken like one of two ways. I feel like what Moore is saying kind of could have been taken as like a snarky remark, but I don't think more meant it that way. I think more kind of meant more like, yeah, I mean, you guys got ambushed and you needed help. So we came, but like you, you were like, your guys were doing the best they could. Right. 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 And he kind of ignores her probably because like, she's not really what he gives a fuck about. Like 
I can't even remember. Like, she doesn't even have a blood ruby against her because she wasn't there, right? No, it was just... Yeah, it was just Amber Yeah. Just the three of them. Yeah, so, like, he didn't give a fuck. He's like, who who are you? I mean, great, but nobody cares. <laughs> and and Cassian just has a permanent ban on being in the city. There's something tells me at some point that will get changed. <laughs> I, I just have this crazy feeling at some point that is going to get changed. One would hope. One would hope. But anyway, Tarquin's just like, yeah, that's great. Not talking to you. And he looks at Feyre and I guess kind of momentarily like notices real quick, like the, the band on her hand, the mating band. And he then just looks back at her and says, I thought you came to finish the job. Basically implying like he didn't really know like where, like at first when they came to help, he didn't know there won't be any help at all. He thought that maybe he was like, maybe he got his wires crossed. Maybe these people really suck. And he basically admits that, like, it all, like, it's all been very confusing from the outside because he says, like, I heard that Tamlin took you, and then I heard that the spring court fell and that it had collapsed from within and and that you were gone. So then when I saw the Illyrians suddenly arrive, I thought that, like, you all had come for me. Like, I thought you were with Highburn. Because that was the only thing I could, like, you know what I mean? He's basically saying, like, from our perspective on the outside, I don't fucking understand. Right. No, like, that makes I got sense. nothing. I, mean, I can see why he feels that way. And Moore is, again, the one that speaks up and says, we would never ally with Highburn. And he's finally like, I was talking to Feyre Archeron. Like, not about you. I don't know who you are. It ain't about you. And so, again, he just looks at Feyre, who is, like I said, to this point, said nothing. And finally, he asks, why? And Feyre notes in her head, I didn't know what he meant. Why had we deceived and stolen from him? Why had we come to help? Why to both? But her answer is so perfect. She says, our dreams are the same. And I think... Like, she's hoping that that will be an immediate, like, okay, cool, we're cool, cool, cool. But he says, is that how you justified stealing from me? And she's like, oh, Damn. shit. Like, ouch. Uh, but Boy, then, her, her game is off, because guess who surprises her? <laughs> yeah, she's like, oh, fuck. Which means she's too busy, too focused. She doesn't realize that Reese has entered the room and he answers, like, replies for her. My mate and I had our reasons, Tarquin. And she's like, oh, thank God. And they kind of quickly in their head have a conversation. She just double checks, like, Cassie and Azriel, they good, they good. And he says, yeah, they're, you know, helping the other Illyrians right now. And Tarquin basically, you know, states the obvious in the room because he had already noticed her mating band and says, you know, mate. And Reese says, wasn't it obvious? And he's like, now come up behind her. And he's got like his arm around her. And Tarquin just takes it for what it is. You got to give Tarquin, who's like the little baby high lord, a lot of credit. Because he actually kind of rolls with punches very well. And he says, when you went into the spring court and deceived Tamlin as well about your true nature, when you destroyed his territory, you left the door open for Highburn. They docked in his harbors. It was an easy trip to my doorstep. 
you did this. And it's like very interesting that like he's kind of like holding his face. He's not like fucking what your mates. I'm so confused. He's not like, whoa, what was your point? Like he doesn't really care. He's kind of just standing here stating facts like, okay, got it. So you two are together. uh, And you clearly over. Yeah. He's like, you clearly thought you had a plan, but whatever your plan was resulted in me getting fucked. Yep. Yeah. I'm blaming you. This is all your fault. Right. But he's not like yelling. He's just stating facts. <laughs> and Feyre notes that she kind of feels like she actually feels Reese flinched to this, which is like, I think, kind not out of character, but I think Feyre's like, oh, wow, he really is like bothered by this interaction that we are like repeatedly having with Tarquin. Yes. And he says, we did nothing. Hybern chooses its actions, not us. My force shall remain camped in the hills until you've deemed the city secure. Then we will go. And Tarquin does kind of make a shitty remark where he's like, well, do you plan to steal anything else? And that's when Feyre just says, tend to your wounded Tarquin. And he's like, don't give me orders, which I think is fair. Like, you're, thanks for your help, but fuck you. You know, I, I actually really get where Tarquin's coming from. And he does say... We're, you know, he's like, he just, you know, don't give me orders. And then, and Farrah does says, we are at your disposal. Like, she is trying to be like, we are here to help you. So they do leave and, you know, let Tarquin have his, uh, you know, cry moment, which is, you know, good. Uh, and it just says, you know, Reese pressed a kiss to my sweaty, blood-crusted temple and we vanished, which is quite a description if I ever did read one. And that's the end of the chapter. Yeah. We, we, we just had a really busy four chapters. Yeah, and it's like a weird section. Like, you and I talked about it. It's like, it's exciting to read, but it's like really hard to discuss because like I said, like nobody wants to like hear our play-by-play, like because our play-by-play right. would literally be the page, like the words from the pages. Right. And I'm not reading anyone the story. Yeah. Yeah. So... It's like a really interesting section to read. So it's like really like, I don't know, for me, the reason it's interesting or like not interesting, I guess I should say like the reason it's exciting that we've made it this far is because I don't know if you noticed, but like we hit the 50% mark in there. Oh yeah, I did. So It's like, oh, thank God. Yeah. So like we've made it halfway through the story, which is like exciting in and of itself, but also because if we know anything of like how these stories go, this is where, like we've been saying, all of a sudden shit takes off and it just like is going to be continuously wild from here. And it is. And, you know, it's, I think this is like when the action really starts to pick up. Remember, they had so much they had to build up to to get you to this point. And now that we're here... We have gone over the precipice and we're flying. Right. And, and we've had it's... some like mini, you know, as we discussed, like the roller coaster, roller coaster analogy. Like we've had some like mini, mini excitements, you know, like small chapters of like exciting action, you know, especially we've had some smaller moments of like excitement, especially like in the beginning when Pharaoh was like basically pulling her hijinks, you know, and like we have had. You know, like the the library, you know, Raven stuff recently. But like, this is where like now, like the okay, let's put it this way: the war that we've been promising you is now upon us. This is not Twilight, where they promise you a fucking war for a whole book, and then it's all in like Alice's head or whatever the fuck. <laughs> like, right, right. No, it's really here. It's really happening. People yeah, will like, die. 
Exactly. So I just think it's like, okay, wow, like we've hit the 50% mark, like shit gets wild from here. So like, I guess that's why I'm excited. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, I agree. I'm with you 100%. So with that, uh, we also have songs and I'm pretty excited for that. <laughs> we do. Um, it's funny. I, you wouldn't think that a, a section that goes as fast as this would have so many songs, but there's something about the energy at this point that yeah. really, I think, kind of pulls pulls songs to it um so we have eight uh the first one is a song called go to war by the group nothing more and it's quite literally when they're all leaving in the very beginning to go to adriata to, to gather the illyrians and go I to was adriata gonna say, and, i wonder why <laughs> and go fight for prithian and to help the summer court uh the second song is called warrior by beth crowley and again it's them getting ready to to head out to battle and to to do their thing and specifically you know her and more as they ready to to go in and and fight uh the two of them so that's song two the the third song literally follows right on the heels of that and i really see it specifically as they go through the palace clearing the palace of all the 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 horrible high right. and it is queen and huntress by the medieval babes and um, what a group name i love it and i love oh, the medieval babes are so awesome they really are i i adore them they're great to see um and it's just it's a great song and it really kind of fits the weird vibe we have going on at this point uh the next song is beds are burning by midnight oil um so I, I picked this specifically for that little bit in the dormitory where they leave the two Highburn soldiers incapacitated for the lesser fairies to kill, for sure. the servants to kill. Because, um, yeah, you know, considering everything that had happened to them and their their space, I, I, I think it's kind of appropriate that they're going to rain hell down on two soldiers that have been left there. Um, and then I have All You Zombies by the Hooters. And again, it's really directed the zombies in this case being hybern soldiers and just kind of fighting mindlessly and just yeah you know, doing their I, thing. Uh, you know it's funny because like i didn't even question it like on the first read i was just like yeah yeah sure like hybern hybern has an army but yeah like upon this read i'm like really confused especially like that little weird like monologue that hybern had in this section where he's like you know like we Oh, I don't know, like, we got screwed, basically, and so now we're fighting back. I just want to know, like, what insanity is, like, going through these people's minds as a collective that they, like, are behind this? Like, what is, like, the, like, fuckery that they have, like, grown up with that they think this is, like, normal, acceptable behavior? Well, exactly. I, I was thinking about, you know, the way some of the soldiers had kind of taunted Farah and more well, right. in the castle. But at the same time, um, you can also apply it to the soldiers that are on the warship when Reese lands and just kind of their collective, huh, <laughs> for lack of a better description. Yeah, for um, real. It's, it's just like they're, they're just kind of mindlessly following orders. They're not able to think for themselves. And so I, I think it's a very appropriate song. I love the song. I love the band. But um, in this case, it really fits highburn and the kind of people that that are there 
and then following quick on its tails I have the song Head On by The Jesus and Mary Chain, which is actually one of my favorite songs of that time period uh, for when it was released. It's such a fun, kind of great song. It's, it's a great driving song, actually. So if, if you don't know the song, go check it out. It's a good song to put in the car and drive to. Um, and it's for when Favor and Reese um, are talking down the bond, when Favor reaches out to him and she she's with him on the ship. Um, once he gets there and the shit starts hitting the fan and then from there we have i picked a view to a kill by duran duran and it's Lost. so appropriate because well because you know she kind of watches reese missed people i'd say she has like a front row seat of you to a kill so i went with it and the last song I have is Holding Out for Her Hero by Bonnie Tyler. I love it. And it just, it's kind of the whole thing at the end and the whole, she sees Varian. It's, it's almost like he's kind of a, the description and the way it's described, it always makes me think of like, he's being a hero, you know, he's being the, he's yeah. being the knight in shining armor. And then he sends her in to talk to, <laughs> to talk to Turquin. <laughs> Like I said, and like, then, I don't know if Varian just, like, lives in his own little world. Like, I don't know. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I don't know. But, you know, at the same time, I, you know, Is he just socially awkward? In. Like, part of me thinks think he so. must be. I think he is. I think he's definitely Like, he has awkward. to be. He likes Amarin. Very true. Very, very true. Well, like, if you think about it, it explains a lot if he's just, like, sort of socially awkward. Because, like, I feel like she's, like, sort of mean and gruff. But I feel like that works. Because, like, she can, like, say snarky, like, fuckery. And he'll be like, I literally did not even understand you. Like, it's fine. Like, he's not going to get upset. <laughs> no, absolutely. And that's why. But I I don't know. It just it kind of fits the end of this these four chapters. And it really... You know, like I said, when I when you read the description of Varian and how he looks and mm-hmm. the whole, he he and I locked eyes from across the room, kind of it just I don't know. Then and then he sends them in to see Tarquin, and Tarquin's like, "Leave us!" and everybody, and then Reese just shows up, and I'm just like, you know, yeah. There's just like a lot of ways to use it, a lot of ways to use that and make it fit, and it just fits so well there. Um, there yeah. are other places where I thought about using it, um, especially in later chapters, but. I don't know. The more I thought about it, the more I was just like, no, really? Yeah, it it does because it's kind of some fuckery. (laughs) Yeah, so those are my eight. Um, Some of them are funnier than others and, I mean, they're all great songs and they're all different tempos but at the same time, I mean, I I do try to have fun with it and like I said, the the head-on song by The Jesus and the Mary Chain really is from when it came out in the late 80s, early 90s. Off the top of my head, don't ask me when it came out, but that's about when it came out. I want to say I was in college, so it had to be early 90s. But anyway, it's a great song to drive to. It's got a great kind of driving beat to it. Um, so I just, I thought it was great because, you know. Anyway, but those are my, those are my songs. So, you know. Good work. Kind of fun. And then next Thank week you. we get to discuss, um, like I kind of previewed earlier, um, people are going to make some like questionable choices that make us scratch our heads. Yeah, there make are questionable choices here, and then there's now, a, and then there's shocking choices. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yes, okay. yeah. 
Next week is just a whole lot of, I guess, I don't know. I once, I, I had a theater teacher who used to be like, make choices, people, because he thought that like watching actors like just read words on the page was like the most irritating thing ever. And he just wanted them to do something. So he'd be like, make choices. And then people would make choices and they'd make shitty choices. And he'd be like, well, I mean, you know, that was a choice. I don't know if that was a good one, but it was, you made a choice. <laughs> and that's, that's basically next week's episode is just like, well, you made a choice. <laughs> yeah. It, you know, choices are being made. Uh... Can't guarantee they're ones I'd make, but you know, things are happening. <laughs> well, we can almost say that about this one too, but that's. Yeah. Well, like I said, this one's a little more like down and dirty. Like it just is. It is fighting. It is what it is. People be bleeding out. You know, it's just uh, like I said, fast read, um, harder to talk about because it's just yeah. like hard to describe. But um, I, I would say that that next week is more like where we just go. Wait, what? <laughs> yeah. Pace, like I'm, I'm slows down a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, it like slows down a little bit, but then it ramps right back up. So I mean, oh, it's it's absolutely. all gonna be a good time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's fun. So, uh, it's fun. quick reminder to go check out uh, our blogs on our website in case you know if you're like just like oh I just I need more uh, bullshit from Kim and Kelsey. <laughs> well, right now it's just a blog. I haven't posted mine yet. Okay, well, depending on when you listen to this, maybe she has. <laughs> I'm trying. I'm trying. Sorry, guys. I'm I'm dealing with a very moody tween. Well, that's okay. Poor She's dealing with a moody tween. And if you've made it this far in the recording, then you probably at some point heard my child screaming in the background because, well, Kim and I can only edit so much. <laughs> we try. We but, try. You know, we're keeping. We're keeping it real for you guys. What can we say? We yeah. Keep it real. We're, we're real people living real lives. And it uh, is really lifey. Anyway. Oh, boy, is it. <laughs> with that, uh, if you just can't, you know, you just need more of us. You just want to live more life with us. Uh, you can find us on all of the things. Website, MassiveFansBookClub.com. That's where the blog is. Facebook at Massive Fans Book Club and Podcast. Twitter at Massive Podcast. Instagram, Massive Fan Podcast. Pinterest, Massive Fans. And TikTok, Massive Fan Pod. I think that's all of the places. They all have two A's, like Sarah J. Mass's name. Because we're fun like that. We is fun like that. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, till next week. Yep. Okay, bye. Bye.